Today's episode of the Dogs of War podcast is brought to you by America's team, who beat the living shit out of the Cowboys on Sunday. Let's go Browns. It is also brought to you in part by the Munilot Payphone, where you call in and leave your pointless opinions in the form of a voicemail. And if it's funny enough, insightful enough, we'll play it. Even if it's really bad, we'll still probably play it. Enjoy this week's episode. We're bringing on Chip the Ripper. Let's get into it. Go Browns. Shout out Zavo Apparel. I still believe. Motherfucking one, baby. Sorry, mom. Sorry, Mrs. Toletta. Oh, man. Let it keep playing. Let it keep playing. Oh. Oh. What this a is unbelievable. Victory Tuesday night because we release these on Wednesday mornings. We three and one, baby. Oh, my Cleveland God. Browns, three and one. Today, they were in a top 10 power rankings. I don't know what to do with myself right now. Keep the music on. Yeah, this is uh, this is uncharted. I, I don't know what to do with my hands. And wait, I don't know what to do because here's here's the problem. I thought coming into this week, this whole episode would just be recapping your wedding. And like I was going to edit in all a bunch of wedding songs and wedding tidbits and whatnot, wedding crashers. But we're three and one for the first time in 19 years. So like, I don't like... For the first time, like this is oh, actually- the wedding. The wedding has minimal room for discussion right now. Like, <laughs> like it was the greatest weekend of my life, greatest day of my life. To a, yeah, I'll say greatest day of my life. But dude, I was sweating bullets. That room, that weekend was about to get ruined real quick if we blew that lead after putting up 49 points. Uh, let's go. Let's bring them in. It's, it's, I, I'm, I'm drinking. You drinking? Yeah, I'll, I'll pour some a little bit. Bring us in. Okay, uh, what a game! What a game! The boys in brown put up forty-nine points well, can against you at the least, Cowboys. Can you at least announce the podcast first before we start celebrating Victory Wednesday? Dude, we never we never talk about our podcast. Like we, we really should don't. Say our, we should say our podcast name more often. Welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast, baby. I'm your host Raleigh, and this is his other co-host Kevin. And when we our are, powers combine, we, we are the Dogs of War. War podcast and we're three and one and i'm not gonna lie you know raleigh and i might have had a couple sips of uh, some of our yak tonight before we got on the microphone we're celebrating it's still victory week oh let the good times roll who, who knows when this is gonna happen again this is just just a treat i have not stopped smiling since that game ended well and you also got married this weekend so you probably just stopped smiling is. from the altar shout out kate yes but that victory dude oh my god so typically for those of you that are new to Browns fanship, whenever you see the announcers, uh, when, whenever you see the Browns play on like a primetime or primetime-ish game, announcers love dropping Brown stats. And 99 times out of 100, there's stats that piss me off. Like, all the Browns haven't had a winning season since the Eisenhower era, whatever the hell they normally say. It just makes me so mad. This time they were able to say, the Browns have scored 30 points in three straight games for the first time since 1968. Normally, that would piss me off. Like, hey, you don't get to announce that Brown stat. That's something that we announce. But made me smile because they put up three points, 30 points for the first time in three games straight since 1968. But, oh, man, I am so jacked, so proud of that team. They looked badass. That O-line looks badass. Jarvis throwing darts. Odell showing signs of the formal, former glory. Uh, who knows, dude? And we got a sick guest. So we do have a sick guest coming up. Don't ruin it just yet. So my, let's talk about our Sundays because, well, we'll, we'll get into your wedding of, or at some point here because that's obviously very important. I know the listeners have been listening in since we had your engagement episode last year. 
So everyone obviously knows now Raleigh and I both live in Chicago. Raleigh was in the suburbs getting married or finishing up getting married on Sunday morning. I was here in Lincoln Park where we live. I was walking to the field house. Shout out Meg. Shout out Johnny. Field house on Clark, Lincoln Park. Get there. I'm walking there and I – I got stuck doing something. So I, I left it like, it's like a 15 minute walk. I left it like 11:55. So I knew I was going to miss the first player or first series or two. I'm like a few blocks away. My phone started blowing up. And it's like that, like, like it never has in a long time. I, I thought, and people, I, literally people I haven't talked to in months, even a couple years, I saw these names. I was like, Oh shit. Like someone died. Every text goes, Oh my God, Jarvis Odell. And I was like, no, <laughs> They both got hurt simultaneously. No, I just, I was, I was like, and I started jogging to the bar from like the last few blocks. I was like, I just missed it. So I missed that play, the reverse. Odell, Jarvis threw it to him in the end zone. Like, do you understand? We're, all right, granted, we're, we're two and one going into this game. New offense, new coach, new everything. Early on in the game against a very good team, the Dallas Cowboys, the record might not say it. And, Coming into this game, they were we thought they were a very good team. To pull that out to start, you know the balls that takes? Not just to call the play, but then to actually execute it. Absolutely incredible. And they look, I, like, they were, they look like they're playing backyard football and they did it. By the way, uh, Jarvis Landry, he has to have a career passer rating for the Browns that's through the roof. Every time he throws the ball, he throws a dart. He hit a couple of deep ones in 2018 right i don't know if he threw any last year but so this was his first touchdown pass in his 100th nfl game oh. there's a fact for you nice brown stat. maybe he's thrown before i am sure he has I, I don't know those stats but that was his first touchdown pass and that was his 100th nfl game saying it like like he should have had more no wide receivers don't throw touchdown passes so that's absolutely incredible uh i i have so much to say Ah, yeah, so rewind for my weekend. Uh, you know, rehearsal dinner Friday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk through the wedding. Walk through okay. the wedding. Uh, Saturday throughout the day, I'm in the hotel by myself. Kate stayed at her parents, and I packed all of my Browns gear. Um, it's not really relevant at this point, but I'm just making the point that I am very superstitious, and the current ritual I have going uh, we are now 3-0 and with, so I will be damned if I change that for my lifetime of happiness. So there's that. Um, my biggest win outside of the Browns win, uh, Kate and I wrote letters to each other to be read before the wedding, and it was her idea. I'm like, that is a good idea. So I pour my soul. I'm not going to get into the details, but I'm just saying that I was writing Shakespeare caliber stuff. Dear Kate. And- if you're reading this, please show up to the altar. Love, Raleigh. <laughs> yeah, wise ass. So, no, I'm not kidding. I was tearing up writing it. It was so beautiful, so perfect. I dropped some movie references. Of course you that, did. That she wouldn't know that are poetic, you know, plagiarism sick. Do you, listeners, like, do you listeners understand? You're getting some raw emotions right now. You get everything at the Dogs War podcast. Last time I'll interrupt, keep going. Okay. So, I'm just like, that's... That's just incredible. Good job, Raleigh. Um, the groomsmen come, we get ready, and I'm like, all right, this is, I'm ready to do this. I still feel like I'm on a, don't screw this up, like show up on time to various spots for pictures, whatnot. Um, we have, and then I get Kate's letter. Her brother gave it to me, and it was somewhere along the lines of, can't wait to marry you today. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's here, yay. And I was like, that was five sentences. I wrote two pages yes. of small print yes. and I could not have been happier. I'm like, this is my first victory in a long time. I'm like, she is going to, she's going to read that and say, Raleigh won today. And so we have the first look. I did tear up. It was, she looked gorgeous and boy. she was tearing up probably because she was like, no, oh, I'm stuck now. But the first thing she says is, your letter was so good. I was like, I know. And the wedding went off without a hitch. It was awesome. It was small, intimate. Uh, wish you could have been there. Sorry, COVID. But it was just awesome. He's, talk- he's talking to the listeners, not me. Yeah. <laughs> and 
the speeches were fantastic. My brothers, I'm like, could have been a stand-up comedy routine. It was really damn good. Kate's dad mentioned the Browns numerous times and how I'm slowly converting him from a Bears fan. I'm like, thank you, Mike. That's yeah. the thing ever said. Um, just a magic day all around. Then the next day, we watched the game at her parents' house for, like, the wedding after brunch. Me and Muccio, the guy that does the uh, songs, he was in the wedding. Um, we were able to okay. watch our first game together in a long, long time. Um, we were at Bottlegate together, and nobody else is drinking. There's, like, 20 empty beer bottles by the end of it on the table in front of us. But it was so awesome watching the Browns just dominate, put up 31 points in the first half, put up 49 points in total. And then still, I will make this complaint. How the hell do we put up 49 points and I still have a heart attack by the end of it? So let me back up a second. I love that Kate gave you the middle school yearbook, shot a horseman, Lakewood, Ohio, the H-A-K-A-S, Hackus, have a kick-ass summer. Yeah. See you next year. <laughs> you pour your heart out, and this is – I could not have scripted this any better. Like, you – of course, you're going to write some, like, Bible and a bunch of movies. You probably spent, like, weeks or months on it, and Kate just takes, like, a, a blank, like, thank you card and goes, Raleigh, I'll see you in 20 minutes. Love you a lot, but this is just a card. I'll see you soon. That's the uh, It was – I was so happy, just so happy when I read all five of her sentences. It, it was so, just – the greatest win. I'm still, and I know that when you guys are listening to this, it's going to be Wednesday. It's Tuesday night. We're recording this right now. It's our Victory Tuesday, Victory Monday, and Victory Tuesday. I, I'm just still trying to. This is incredible. I mean, this is Stefanski is our guy. He's Stefanski the man. It's our guy. He is the man. I, and I, I don't know what it is with people named Kevin being related, like the city of Cleveland, but every time it's just perfect <laughs> harmony. Polish dude's named Kevin or Kevin Sick. Love, Kevin Toletta. That's me, Kevin Stefanski. I'll tell you what, though. We went in and won 49-38. to 38. I don't care what happened in the fourth quarter. Guess what? We'll get into that. We still came out of there with a double-digit win against the Cowboys. And let's just – all right, let's keep it a buck. I have a hell of a lot of respect for the Cowboys organization. They have more trophies than a lot of teams. They have – an incredible owner, an incredible Jerry World. They're, they're the Cowboys. They're America's team. All right, we'll, we'll joke about it like we are now, but they're still the Cowboys. They're, one of, they're the most, you know, uh, expensive team or the, they're the most valuable team in all professional sports in the world. All of that being said, and shout out to our friends, Kelsey and Megan uh, from the podcast last week, the Cowboys stink. Ah, they, they stink. McCarthy was not the right hire. I'm not going to say they stink. I mean, they. one, I don't want to tarnish our victory, but two, they still did put up 38 points. And of the points that we put up, some of that came across, uh, came as a result of very clutch turnovers. Miles Garrett had his third strip sack in three games. That's unreal. Uh, there was a, a fumble from Zeke after busting up a 20-yard run. But I, I'm more pumped that the Browns, were able to capitalize on all of their turnovers, all of their takeaways. Like, when the hell does that happen? I will say one thing I'm going to say, and there's a few people that have been giving us credit where due, and I appreciate that, but all the big national pundits on Twitter, on ESPN, uh, my dad actually pointed this out. All they've been talking about is how horrible the Cowboys are. You need to talk about how good this Browns offense is. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's I'm a saying. Lot, that's a lot more newsworthy than what we saw from that Dallas defense. I mean, look, Baker threw for two touchdowns. Odell had a hat trick. We ran for 307 yards. Raleigh, listen to me. That is the most the Dallas Cowboys have ever allowed against them. Let me say that one more time. We ran for 307 yards. Chubb got hurt in the first, first quarter. We'll talk about that. That is the most yards Dallas has ever allowed against them. Do you know how historical this franchise is? How many trophies and things they have? My favorite thing about the game. It's six for those wondering. I, no, actually, all right, top three favorite things about the game. Baker's press conference after. Someone asked him, did you know it's been 19 years since we were 3-1 and one to start the season? And Baker, he didn't actually say these exact words, but paraphrasing, 
He goes, I don't give a flying and I don't care. I care about next week against Indy. And that's exactly the dude I want back there. He came out again with some swag. He's won a big 12 championship in that stadium. He's played college football, big games in that stadium. He knew that stadium. Odell's played there a thousand times before. Um, I will say fourth quarter, we gave up three straight touchdowns with two point conversions to the Cowboys. And I was texting back and forth with Kelsey uh, Charles, who we was on the podcast last week from uh, girls talking boys podcast. She was texting me like, I, I can't believe this. This is horrible. My, I, this team is playing terrible about the, the Cowboys. And I said, Kelsey, it was like early in the fourth quarter. I'm like, do you understand who you're playing right now? Do you understand, like, for, I, I, this, isn't, this is not an indictment on the current roster on the field right now. I, I all love for them, a lot of friends of the program. Just historically, since, since 1999, this is the, like, we've seen this movie play out a million times. Where we get so happy and so ready to rock, and then we get our hearts torn to a thousand pieces. I touched, I was like, you have absolutely no idea, like, who you're playing right now. Like, this is, we are not celebrating at all. And I texted her a video of Fieldhouse. You know, there's 20 of us in there around a few tables and yeah, we're pumped. We're excited. We're having a great time, but no one's like up and dancing. Like everyone's pretty silent. Like just watching the TV, like, Oh shit. Like, are we going to do this or not? So we weren't celebrating that game or even remotely comfortable until the clock said zero, 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 zero on the time. You feel like I got, I got comfortable after Odell's. I was like, I think this is even beyond. There was under, there was under two minutes left when he did that. I'm saying, Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, God damn, we could talk so much about this. Oh, uh, speak, wait, speaking of that, my favorite thing, another top three favorite thing about this game, one was Baker's press conference, Odell's press conference. He said that right before they ran that play, the 50-yard scramble, uh, he said Harrison Bryant tried coaching him up in the huddle, telling him to, like, just make sure you stay in bounds and this, and then he looks at him and goes, thanks, Rook. Like, I appreciate it. Like, the rookie <laughs> trying to tell Odell Beckham how to run this route. That was what – but I, you know what? I love that because in the way that Odell talked about it, like, yeah, he's going to laugh at it because he's a rookie. He's going to get hazed probably a lot more this week anyway. But we have a rookie that's willing to say that to one of the best athletes on the planet. Like, that's, that's the kind of rookie I want with some swag and with some balls to do something like that. Uh Ward said it just feels like a different team than it's ever been. And I'm feeling that too. Kind of getting into on this hype train, Kevin. My uh, my hype feels up. Here's my number one favorite thing about this game. Now we're number one. We had three was Baker, two was Odell, both press conferences. Obviously their plays are, were incredible. Yeah. But yeah, number one is for the first time in my life, this team is on the same page. This team has every t- defense and special teams. Well, we can talk about that later. But Half they, the team. they all like playing with each other. They, they're on the same page. Like, they all understand that it's a team effort here. Like, it's not just a bunch of egos and people fighting and, and bickering. Like, these guys are, are very, very much getting along and like each other. And it's so evident on the field. And it's just so refreshing to see after so many years of watching what we had to watch. I can't get enough of it. Shout out to Hunt. 71 yards, two touchdowns. Darren is Johnson. He looked good. Uh, Ward with that huge pick, jumping the route. That was badass. Uh, dude, we got a guest that is waiting on us. That we, we do have a guest waiting on us. So, yeah, we'll close this out. Uh, Chubb, Chubb's out for about six weeks. That's hard, but – He's a big leader of the team. He's a big loss. He'll be back, though, thank goodness. Uh, Shout-out to our offensive line, killing it. Baker killing it. Miles, three straight games with strip sacks. Uh, Once again, our running game, our defense came up big with some things. Incredible game. 49-38. and 49-238 was the score. We're top 10 of the power rankings right now. We beat Dallas. We're going to play Indy this weekend in Cleveland. But we got to bring on a guest right now. You guys are going to recognize him very much from Cleveland. Let's do it. Hey, I was out of town, and uh, this girl came up to me. She said, where you from? I said, bitch, I'm from Cleveland. And she asked me, what's my name? I said, I'm Chip the Ripper. And she said, who is that dude standing right next to you? I'm like, that's DJ E.B.
We now welcome on an absolute Cleveland legend who from 2006 on, anyone who wasn't living under a rock will know at least one of his jams. I know when I was cruising around the mean streets of Lakewood, Ohio in high school, I had his songs blasting all the time in my O2 Gold Dodge Stratish, a.k.a. the Honey Wagon, a.k.a. Sex on Wheels. You've seen him on tracks with some of the biggest names out there. You've seen him with Kid Cudi. You've seen him with Big Sean. You've seen him repping Cleveland nonstop. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome to the Dogs of War podcast, Chip the Ripper, King Chip. Sir, how are you? Yo, yo, what's going on, man? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling, I'm feeling real three and one ish right now, man. <laughs> yeah, three and one ish. It's a verb. <laughs> He's an artist. Uh, <laughs> where, Chip, where you at? Where you at? I'm in LA, man. But I mean, you know, West in, Cleveland. Inside, inside the house is always Cleveland, but outside the doors is LA. Yeah. For those of you that can't see, uh, Chip appears to be in a man cave of some sort. He's got a yeah. Browns shrine with the calves, plural TVs, that's sick. <laughs> and he's sitting next to his Odell Beckham Jr. jersey, who definitely gets the game ball. God, oh, he gets yeah, the yeah. game ball. What was your favorite play of the game? I'm going to narrow it down to two. We got the throw where Jarvis threw a dart to Odell, his best friend, in the touchdown early on in the game, or when Odell almost got – tackled for a loss for like 20 yards and somehow turned that into a 73-yard touchdown run? Man, that's a, that's, that's a tough question. I think it's going to have to be choice number two, where he where he, t- he turned that. I seen that big run. That was crazy. I, I, don't, I don't know how he did it, but I'm like, when I seen him do it, I'm like, okay, that's why they pay him the big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and plus, it, we were talking about this. The Browns, despite putting up 49 points uh, for the first time, like, probably ever, they somehow made it a heart attack of a game, and that essentially realigned my sense. Like, I, it, the anxiety ended. No, no, actually, it was still messed up after that until Ward made the pick, but it helped. It helped. Yeah, no, it was – man, it's, it's – uh, that was a fight, too. I mean, they played the Cowboys. The Cowboys aren't – trash you know what i mean no, like it was no it was a, it was a, it was a good it was a good little uh little we took it the distance though you know what i mean like that was it was good to show people that we can do something like that like you know we still uh you know a browns fan is gonna have hope every season no matter what even if even if it's not looking good we still gonna be like well you know we might do it this year <laughs> See, that's what we told we talked to some dallas fans last week and we told them the one thing that our franchises have in common is that we come into the season every year, the two of us saying, we're going to go to the Super Bowl. Granted, we say that like right after the draft every year, but us like the Cowboys, we say the same thing every single season going into it. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, what, what, what else are we going to do, you know? So you're not the only Cleveland guy out there repping Cleveland. You got, you're out there, Kells is out there. I don't know where Cuddy is. Uh, but what's it like repping Cleveland sports out in LA with so many different teams and people out there? Cause well, you're not shy because you're not shy about it at all. Well, no, no, of course not. But see, the thing, what I noticed about L.A. is they didn't always have the Rams. So L.A. Yeah. itself, you know, is a lot, of, a lot of people grew up and they didn't have necessarily like a home team. So they, so like the culture out here with football is like you have a lot of different people that pick their team and it's not in L.A., but it's just their team. You know what I mean? Like, I got a guy. His team. His name. His name is Slink Johnson. His team is the, the, ten, the Tennessee Titans. He's Titans to the core. <laughs> and he's from Snoop LA. Dog. Snoop Dogg is he's he's Pittsburgh Steeler fan. You know, I always knew that his whole career he was a Steeler fan. Um, you know, it's just it's just out here. It's just uh, it's, it's just you know, people pick they. I got a, one of my other homies, Damo Genesis. His team is the Kansas City Chiefs. He just. I mean, these are all LA guys though. Yeah. So I'm like, hold on, wait. And, and then I thought to myself, like, oh, yeah, okay, there isn't really a lot of football going on in L.A. And then they brought the Rams back. Um, 
But yeah, and then you have like Raider fans, diehard Raider fans out here. But me, I'm just, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm a rep Cleveland everywhere. And they also they also have Cleveland bars. So like so certain bars, like it's a bar called St. Felix out here. The the every 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 time it's a Browns game, they shut the whole bar down and reserve it for only um Browns fans. So Baker's sister in law, Annie Wilkinson, uh her and Emily have been on a couple of times. They had mentioned some bar out there known for its Bloody Marys. Is that the one? We got chipped the rip on the podcast, sure. and you're trying to bring up Bloody Marys with my man right now. <laughs> well, I, I don't know what it's like I to mean, go to an L.A. Browns bar. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there, there's a couple, though. There, there, that's not the only one. They got a few They got a few uh, Browns bars out here. I mean, they got some for every team. Like, I've seen, like, they got an Eagles bar down there on um on Santa Monica in Santa Monica I've seen before, but but yeah, this is this the one I go to every now and then. It's called St. Felix. If we invite ourselves out there, and say we're gonna watch a game with King Chip, Chip the Ripper, are we going to that bar or are we going to this man cave you're sitting in right now with Cleveland all over the walls? I mean, yeah, we I I, I like to I like to watch the game at home, man. You know, I don't have to really go too I don't have to go too far, you know. Yeah, like, too many like, selfies. Like too many home. selfies you got to take with people. I feel you. <laughs> I mean, but if you want to step out, you know, it's 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 that's definitely a place place to go if you want to watch the game. Who, if anybody, are you close to with on the team? I mean, are you are you and Kareem boys because he's a Cleveland boy too? Yeah, I actually know Kareem. Man, he's dope. Man, he, he's cool. We hung out. We hung out uh, once in, the, in when I was in Cleveland, actually. And um, yeah, we kicked. It was he's he's cool as hell. I mean, he killed it too. That last last uh, last game, I, I mean, yeah, only t- only two touchdowns. It's all right. Right. <laughs> you know, Dante Whitner's the homie. Hitner. Hitner. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the man. Shouts to Glenville. Right, right, right. You already know. Who was the guy? I, I don't I don't know if it was this season or or the season before this one. It had to be season before. But he like slept outside in his car and, oh, and like the homeless dude his way into the fucking uh, yeah. the, the Giuseppe. and then Giuseppe. he managed to get out into a game and score a fucking touchdown. Uh, Giuseppe, yeah, it was Giuseppe, the, the priest. Yo, the priest he's my hero. I know, and dude, yeah. that was so like really we had to cut Giuseppe. Like I'll get a Giuseppe tattoo. Yo, yeah. Giuseppe, my hero. Yeah, that was before the he rep- uh, like that story represents everything. Yeah, well, other than that, when they cut him before the season started. But, yes, yeah, it did change yeah. everything. I mean, I mean, but, see, that comes along with it, too, sometimes, man. Sometimes those are the real glory stories, man, the ones that don't really get get all the top press. Yeah, it's – it's. It, I, I cried reading the entire article. I'm like, yeah, yeah he used, I heard he used somebody else's shoes, too. He used, he used, used Beckham's shoes or some shit. Yeah, well, Beckham, there was something They had to buy him a pair of shoes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets uh, out there and runs it back for a touchdown. <laughs> was, and then the whole, the whole team jumped on him. Oh, yeah. that, was, that was the most beautiful thing. That was so great. That was, that, that's, one of, that's one of my Browns highlight moments, man. That reminded me of watching Eric Metcalf when I was young with my dad. Chip, how often yeah. you get back to Cleveland? I try to get back a few times a year, man. Yeah, a few times. Yeah, I've been I've been back a few times. I mean, twenty twenty. I think I've been actually only once, maybe twice, but definitely once. Where were you for the game seven, twenty sixteen Cavs finals? I was at Dave and Buster's on Hollywood Boulevard, and I fucking the only <laughs> Cavs fan in there. Yes, the only Cavs fan. That's Dude, sick. The only one, and I'm standing on top of, I'm standing on top of games. So like, <laughs> on a Hollywood Boulevard. Standing on top of games. I'm literally so drunk out of my mind that I'm t- I'm I'm going I'm crossing the line as I'm taunting all the other Warrior fans to the point where it's like people probably want to hurt me now and and then we actually win and I'm just oh man I'm just like security like the security was like yo just for your protection we're gonna walk you out and make sure no one does anything because I was literally the only Cavs fan in the entire place. That's ballsy. And I'm just like I'm standing on the game, Yo. like yeah, we're fucking shit, boys. Cap Cleveland, nigga. I'm going, crazy. <laughs> I'm going nuts. Like I'm like I'm, I'm going crazy. I'm like, I'm were you wearing Cleveland stuff? Before. Were you wearing Cavs gear? No, actually, you know what? I don't. I, I just think I had on, you know, my usual all black. 
I don't even think I had on any Cavs gear. But I definitely made sure I came back home for the parade and I grabbed me a hat right off the street. Yeah. I oh, you went over the back. parade? I flew back home for the parade, yeah. Man, bro, that shit was amazing, bro. We were just fucking smoking, we, smoking tree and walking down the street with bottles. But I linked up. I, I got some good info from some people and was able to just get in the no right names, no names, no names. Space, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I I actually enjoyed it better just out walking around with everybody. You know what I mean? It was it was cool because I'm so used to like you know being separated from 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 all the action. I'm like, no, I want to just walk around. You know what I mean? So, oh yeah, bask in the glory internally. Yeah, man, it was it's 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 a. It's fun, you know what I mean? When you when you actually with the people, it's a lot more fun. Then you just like backstage doing the straight from the car service to the back, you know, to the back door. That's how Raleigh and I go to every single bar. We get car service right to the back door, and we go right on in. <laughs> yeah, that's like we miss everything, man. No, nah, we're not that cool. But hey, speaking <laughs> of, speaking of everybody in the streets in the parade route, all of Cleveland, obviously, you know your biggest fan base. I want to talk about the music a little bit now because I'm a music guy. I, I told Raleigh, I apologize in advance that I'm going to hijack this and talk about your music for probably a lot of this over the sports thing. I think the first thing that my, my friends, people that I know are going to want to know, what's King Chip up to with the music scene right now? What's going on? Are you in the booth? Are you something coming? Are we like, what's happening? Oh yeah, man. It, it's, it ain't never going to stop, man. You know, right now I got so much unreleased, just insane records right now. And was the main thing, I'm, the main thing we're just structuring is how to like give it to everybody on a grand scale. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm entertaining a couple deals right now, but yeah, I mean, I, I got like two or three albums in the chamber, bro, ready to go. And I just kind of always keep polishing them up. But, um, I mean, any, 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 any minute and really the, the way I market is different because now it doesn't take like, a month to like let people know that you got something coming so you can pretty much just kind of drop it can you and then like you know let people know it's out instead of like let people know it's coming can you explain to people who don't know the industry that well and that includes me and raleigh i feel like you always hear musicians especially people in hip-hop they always talk about they, they'll record 10 songs in a day that might be a lot in one session right and then a lot of, you know, rappers and musicians say, I have a thousand songs on my hard drive that you guys have not even heard yet. And then people ask, why don't you just put them all out there? Like, why not? So can you explain to people that don't know the business that well, why you can't just record something, like throw it out on SoundCloud or YouTube? You want to have a plan with everything. Yeah, you can make things available, but you want to make things larger than life. You don't want to just make them available. Yep. You know what I mean? So you want to really create, you know, the music is really used to to grow your brand you know what i mean the music isn't just about the music itself it's about what is contributing to what you're growing and what you're growing is your brand so you gotta yep. administer it in a way where it's larger than life and it's, it's, it's really creating the impact instead of just you know available and and, and growing over time you want to make you want you want to try to create some type of uh some type of blitz you know what I mean? We, especially talking football, you want to you want to blitz the market. You don't want to just throw it out there and and, and uh, see what it's going to do. Because see me for my my whole career, I've never been signed to a label. So everything that I've ever done was really just like a strategic plan and and then just the the, the right effort. You know what I mean? Like we we got we stick to the script and we and we you know we we follow what we're going to do, but. A lot of, you know, a lot of these artists, they have like the labels and all that, you know, they, they got like a whole agenda. A lot of artists don't even know how their shit's being marketed or they got very little input on that and it's just being done. But um, with me, every I'm, I'm hands on with everything. So I like to do it and make sure it has an impact. Got some things in the place right now that's going to really, uh, it's going to really rock it out for real. I would like to say that um, I started listening to you <clears throat> in college Miami University, shout out, and to my friends listening, uh, a line that you had that was very impactful for my sophomore career was, if you owe me a dollar, you're on death row from Catch the Beat, which oh, yeah. back then in college, man, somebody owed you 10 bucks, that, that shit mattered. And <laughs> I, would, I would find myself saying that a lot. But yes, Kevin, go on with your more probably question. 
let's bring it back to my, my alma mater, the University of Dayton, where there's a much bigger fan base and a much more important fan base there of Chip the Rip. Junior year of high school, it's 2006, rolling down Detroit or Lake Road. We'll go Al Fats came down. I'm at my O2 Dodge, five or six skinny, weird-looking white boys thinking that we're thugs, rolling down. And then we turn on $100 bills, and the, the doors are all still open. And that was <laughs> – we thought we were something else. So the reason that, that dumb story comes into this next question here, if you're at a club – and a DJ is right there. A DJ's running the music. He goes, Chip, $100 bills, catch the beat, hire, feel good, fat raps, club rocking, six songs. You need to pick one song to go on to turn the club up right now. What do you throw on? Man, I mean, that's a tough question, man. I mean. They're all bangers. I know. That's why I want to know what you got to say. I never really, I never even really have a preference for real, man. You know what I mean? It just, you know, it's, it's kind of hard. It's like, it's like having a bunch of kids and asking which one's your favorite kid. It's like, and they're all listening. It's like, damn, I don't know. But like you said, I'm in the, if I'm in the club, I don't know. It just depends on, it, de it depends on, you know, feel good stands out for sure. You know what I mean? Feel, feel good is definitely like a, um. It's, it's, it's uh, one of no, you could say it's a Midwest classic. That's one of the go-to. <laughs> and hundred dollar bills has maybe the greatest intro of all time. <laughs> I mean, for any rap song, that's maybe the greatest intro of all time because you got people in Cleveland could sing that entire song, but then that intro is what they always because that, that's DJ E V and that beat drops right away. Nothing better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the more uh, the recent hits. Uh, you're killing it on TikTok right yes, now. Yes, talk about TikTok. Uh, interior oh, yeah. crocodile alligator. Kevin, should you Yo, play like a little clip of like it? Interior crocodile alligator. I drive a Chevrolet movie theater. That, you know, let me tell you how I found out. One of my buddies was like, Yo, you might want to check this out. Something's happening. And he sent me a link. And, like, people send me shit all the time, and I'm like, okay, I, I think I forgot to even check it out. He was like, yo, did you check out what I told you? Because no. I didn't even have TikTok. And I'm like, oh, I, I got to download this app to even see what he's talking about. So I, I, I said, fuck it, I, down, I, know, I, I downloaded it. I think finally I downloaded it, and I look, and I'm like, holy shit. And I, it's like, I guess there's, like, the, you know, the hashtag interior crocodile alligator was just going nuts on TikTok. <clears throat> and this was like early on when I caught it, when it was like, oh, it was about to hit like 20 million uh, views on the hashtag. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Damn, okay. And then like, you know, fast forward to now where it's like 200 million. I'm like, what the, f you know, it's just, it's like, <laughs> it's past 200 million. Shit, like, we're like, I had nothing to do with any of it. I didn't, I, you know, it was literally just, it spontaneously combusted on TikTok. And, it's been on the internet for years, like since since I since I did it. It's just been like, it's been like a thing on the internet, and the internet's like the planet. There's a bunch of places on the planet that I've never been. There's a bunch of places on the internet I've never been. Same. But this thing has been alive all these years and just like really alive, but in places that I would never, you know, like forums and stuff. Like I've never been on a forum before. <laughs> Or like, you know what I mean? Like just, just spaces on the internet. Chip on the message board alive. on Reddit. Yeah, it's, it's like the fucking, it's like Bigfoot. Like it was just this, <laughs> it was it was just alive somewhere. It's like, I agree. I didn't see it. And then TikTok comes out and it's like, here I am, baby. <laughs> I've been alive this whole time. With Cleveland did black and yellow, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have the clout and the talent to make a Cleveland's Browns banger? You know what, that's, 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 a, that's a very good question. And, you gotta uh, find low sell high, baby. Don't do it after the Super Bowl, then everyone's gonna jump on it. I mean, I think, I think, that, I think that you might have just inspired a, 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 a dog pound record, man. You know what I mean? So Yo, let me, let me a throw dogs the of war record. A dogs of war record. Let me throw the violin on that. Let me dogs, get the I like that. Violin. Dog, maybe, maybe I'll call it dogs of war. This is the greatest day of my life, other than <laughs> Saturday I got married. But this is the second greatest day of my life. <laughs> Chip, growing up in Cleveland, how big of an influence did Bone Thugs have on 
the way that you rap and who outside of Cleveland were also some of your biggest influences on your music? Let me tell y'all how, how inspirational Bone was to me because I'm from the same zip code as Bone. So, you know, East 99th is in 44108. Watching them just kind of do what they did, watching them have songs with Tupac and Biggie and like generate billions of dollars. It was like, it was super inspiring. It really made me feel like I could do it. You know what I mean? It really made me feel like I actually had a, a fighting chance at this, you know, and it, it wasn't that they gave me anything different than anyone else had except for just that, just that real inspiration. I was inspired by them so, so much. And then, and then their music was unlike anyone else. They talked different. You know what I mean? Like, the, like the lingo in in the in the records was just a rich, so original. It was like, it was almost like medieval times. Like I, I like I'm, I'm gripping me nine. I'm on, you know what I mean? Like not my nine, like me nine. I'm gripping me nine. I'm, right now, right now. <laughs> I'm like yo, like who talks like this? Like this is crazy. Like this is so original, so creative. It was the most creative music I'd ever heard in my entire life. And, and that's still why to this day, it's still to this day, it's the most creative music I've ever heard in my entire life. And that's why Easy E signed him after one phone call, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, he had to. I mean, he he um well Lazy Bone told me the story that I guess they met Easy and ran up on him and rat and just like start rapping as soon as they seen him backstage somewhere. And I guess he was just like, Yeah, I'll give you guys just make you guys come out to LA and I, you know, find you know, come out come out to LA and holler at me. They took a like, great house. just been like brushing them off. Not brushing them off, but just like Cause they were definitely dope. And he was just like, yeah, come to LA and find me. Yeah. And they really went to LA and found him. <laughs> they took a great He was, like, he was on the ground. Exactly. Yeah, he was on a breakfast club recently. Yeah. And they, and they went, they went to some show where they were going, but they were promoting. And he was like, yo, here we are. You said we come. Like here, we're here. I'm so, like, yo, that's those, those stories are crazy. Yeah, Lazy bone told me that story. We kicked it for like a whole day when I moved out here. And he was just telling me a bunch of stuff, but that, but that was, that was, I think, you know, me and him both thought everybody should know that because it's like, I think they should have their own documentary, like their own movie. It's coming. Like, I heard it's coming. Man, if that ever happens, bro, I swear. So I wait. we had in Cleveland, I mean, we don't have a, we, we got a few plugs, right? We got guys like you, we got Bone, we got LeBron. Shout out, Cuddy. Shout out, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. So when you think about, we had Bone Thugs, and there's a very long gap in, in, in well-known Cleveland music history. And then guys like you came out, and then Cuddy came out, and then Kels came out, and Ray Jr. came out. You know, all these guys came out within a few years of each other, right? But now, and that was back in, you know, 06, towards, you know, 2010, 11, whatever. Now, when you look at some of the Cleveland Instagram accounts, or the music Instagram accounts, they're showing, you know, 10 new Cleveland rappers like every single day. So music in Cleveland mm -hmm. is finally, from an outsider's perspective like mine, really blowing up. So how's it feel to be one of, you know, I know a lot of these young kids are, would say that you're one of their influences and one of really the, the godfathers or the Rushmores of this newest generation of Cleveland rappers. I mean, I, I love to see it, man. You know, I, I love to see, you know, just so many people becoming this inspired i mean I'm, i remember when when you know in the, in the early days of me just kind of doing my thing and getting out there there wasn't a lot of um of other acts out there but it also wasn't uh i mean you know it wasn't it wasn't as much of a social environment that bled into the music as it does now so you know really people have more of an ability to broadcast themselves as opposed to just kind of like, you know, beat the streets up and be chosen, you know, how, how we were, you know, because a lot of people were presenting their music to the streets, but very few were chosen. I think it's beautiful, though. I think, I think, because I think there's a lot of people that got talent and a lot of people that are gifted that, you know, they just don't get the shot for whatever reason, you know what I mean? So now they can really just, they can live in these times and broadcast themselves and see, you know, see how much they can, see how much they can do you know, off the strength. Yeah. So I, I can dig it, man. There, there's a lot of weird shit that comes from this social media age, but that is 
hands down one of my favorite um, pluses that it brings is that it does give the lesser known people that might not have had the shot because they didn't play whatever game needs to be played. Just let the people decide based off of what gets retweeted or replay. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. It's crazy now. I mean, not now. It's even more. It's even. It's even more out of whack now because you got the algorithm shit that's in the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you know, it's not even like. You know, I remember when you could go viral for free just off your shit being dope, and now it's like, it's literally no way possible. They got it all rigged up. And you gotta. You hit the nail on the head. You said a lot of these, and that's not to take away from a talent at all, but it's a lot easier to get out there nowadays with SoundCloud, with YouTube. When you came out with your first mixtape in 2006, take us back. Like, there wasn't SoundCloud, right? Well, I don't even know if that Pip was out back then. What was your release like? Like, what was your strategy to get your music out in 06 before there was really Twitter blowing up and all these other social media outlets? Man, I mean, I had some buddies that went to college, so they were telling me about this shit called LimeWire. Ooh. And like, I, I didn't know, you know, my, 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 my homeboy Duke, he was like the only guy that we knew in the ghetto that had a computer with the internet on it and shit. So we would all go to his house and go upstairs and like he would log on to, I mean, I remember when Facebook was only for college kids and he would go on to Facebook and be like, yo, this is, and I thought the internet, I didn't really understand what the internet was. It was until like, you know, I, I, at first I didn't get it. I just thought it was, I thought it was like uh, when you play video games against a computer. I thought it was just like a more advanced compute simulation. I didn't really realize that people were on the other side of the screen until he showed me a girl. And he was like, yo, you see, you see this chick? And I'm like, oh, yeah, dope. He was like, yeah, she lives, at the, she lives on this street at the corner. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Are you serious? <laughs> Uh, so I'm like, well, I'm like, well, you can, you can, you can pick up chicks on the computer. This is crazy. Chip's first DM slide was just retold <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah, bro. No, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't, I definitely didn't slide because I didn't have, uh, I wasn't in college. So I, was <laughs> no, I didn't go to college, so I was like, I mean, he went, he went to college. I didn't go, so. He got to log in. I, I couldn't. I wasn't allowed on the uh, on there. It's overrated. And then, and then they had MySpace, um, where that was another big music outlet. And I remember when Twitter came out. I was at this club on Prospect called The View, and I was, you know, I mean, we were just we were just doing our thing. And this girl was like, "Yo, you gotta see this shit called Twitter. You you heard about Twitter?" And I'm like, yeah, I, 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 was, I think I was, like, opening the bottle. We were in VIP. I'm like, you know, I'll, give me a second. I chugged some whatever Wait, what I was, was drinking. What was the bottle? What was the bottle? Ah, oh, shit, I don't know. Damn. All right, all right. Some, no. Wait, hold on. I got to point this out because people listening, they're going to point it out. When you said, so I was on the internet for the first time, and my buddy pointed out this girl, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I, I thought that conversation was going to go way over and as far as stuff on the internet i was like chip there is a crazy internet world that like, anyway, it was, it was kid friendly and i, I appreciate yeah, it yeah no I, I, did, I couldn't believe that actual people that you're talking about the bumble the tinder and stuff on the internet i didn't, yeah. I, didn't get, I didn't get that until he until he like broke it down i'm like what hey, i remember they used to have like after school i used to go to the library and they used to have like Yahoo chat room. So they had you do like age, sex, location, and that whole fucking thing. Yes. Yes. What was your AIM? We'll take this off mic in a second. We got we all have a little some stories from those days. <laughs> uh yeah, I got a cu- couple more questions before I let you go back to your normal life. Um surprised you haven't hung up yet. It's actually a miracle. <laughs> um, we just inspired a song, Kevin. This is the greatest day of my life. So we're doing, we doing the Dogs of War record for sure. Oh, yes. So, Chip, we got the first number one record from a Cleveland artist on Billboard in decades this week with Machine Gun Kelly. Kells, uh, I know you're close with him. Uh, I've played a couple shows with him on violin. He doesn't remember me, but no big deal. What does that mean to you to see a Cleveland artist get that number one spot? I mean, it's, it's always good to see Cleveland in number one, no matter what's, no matter if it's in music, if it's in film, if it's, 
if you know whatever whatever it is, man, and any kind, you know, anytime yeah, Cleveland's you were winning, at the man, ground floor though. You were thing. at the ground floor, like you you're one of the first, like you know, you're the foundation of this new. Yeah you know, generation era of Cleveland music. So that's why I wanted to hear your opinion about it. Yeah, I mean, no, it's always, it's always a beautiful thing, man. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm definitely got, I got two fists up for everything Cleveland, man, for sure. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot, Cleveland's getting a lot of wins out here, man. I mean, people are starting to, re, you know, people are really starting to realize, like, it's, 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 it's beginning to be more of a, of a common name. Throughout, you know, especially like out here in LA, like so many people, you know, just you know, they they they're super familiar with Cleveland. It's crazy. It's it's, it's surprising actually to me. Chip, you've had records with Kid Cudi. You've had records with Akon, Big Sean. Um, I think your chemistry with Cudi is second to none. By the way, so I off record, I want to hear. I know there's some hidden tracks in the can that you guys have not released somewhere. I'm gonna beg to hear them at some point. But that's that's for another day. My question is, who is the one artist out there, dead or alive, that you have not made a track with yet that that's your number one on your list? I would have to say uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tough question because it's, it's so many. But off the top of my head, the first person that popped in my head is uh, Erica Badu. Okay. I, I, would, I would love to do something with Erica, man. I mean, I think she's just – She's just so dope, and I think her voice could really complement mine on the on the right record. But um, you heard it yeah, here man, first. I mean, I mean, I I want to I want to get I I man, I have a record with all five members of Bone Thugs and Harmony and the game, and it's <laughs> fucking amazing. What? Oh my god! <laughs> it's not out yet. Can we it's jump it right out. here right now? It's not out. It, it exists somewhere. I, I I'm trying to like game has it. And I've been asking him for it for years, and um, he—I I think it's like it's—it's it's on a hard, it's like on it's like lost in the it's like lost archives, like it's like on a hard drive somewhere. Because I remember he tried to find it for me, and he even like had the engineer try to find it, and um, they couldn't—they couldn't. I—I couldn't, I don't know. I got—I got to follow up. But but it really exists. We did. We were all together. Like that studio session was crazy. Wait wait. wait. <laughs> Oh, I don't care about yo, wait wait wait. We gotta bring this back in for a sec. It's you, it's game and bone thugs in the studio together for a whole day. All together, all at once, all of us. All right, I got I have so many questions to take off. Why did that get lost? I don't know. I don't know how that could have possibly gotten lost. But I mean it's such a dope record. Like the record is seriously like insane. And My uh yeah, it was it was it was it was dope. Like I was I kind of like I kind of like got my bone thugs on, but I got it approved by like all by, by like crazy and everybody before I even went in the booth and did it. It was amazing. It was like a dream. Yo, it was a fucking dream. I swear to God, like that was the day I'll never forget. I'll never forget that day. I'm glad you're asking me these questions because now I'm about to be on it. We're I'm, about to, I'm about to like you know actually um, my, my guy's here. One of my guys here. He's here from. Um, he actually, he's from Cleveland too. His name's Duke. He just did most of the game. He executive produced his last album. We grew up together. So I'm going to add, when we, when, we get off, when we get off of here, I'm going to be like, yo, we got to find that record. Chip, Brown's got the Colts this Sunday. What are your predictions? Followed by Kevin, followed up by me. I, I predict two touchdowns by Beckham, two by... Uh, oh, shit, that's in depth. I was just going for a yeah. score, but that no, no, keep going, man. Yeah, yeah, two two TDs by Beckham, two TDs by uh, Kareem. Um, I definitely think we're gonna we're gonna win, but I don't think it's gonna be a higher scoring game as 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 Cowboy Cowboy. That was a pretty high scoring game. Yeah, that's. Uh, that's I mean, they were going tip for tat. They were going at it. It was crazy. Throw some random numbers that don't matter. It's just as irrelevant as what the ESPN guys predict because it never matters but you got to give us something i say i say 14 10 browns 14 10 browns okay kevin what you got yeah i'm going 21 17 so we're close perfect yeah i am going 73 6 browns we, <laughs> we are three for three on my <laughs> predictions resulting in a win uh whenever i predict the blowout so i'll be God damn if I'm stopping that 
brain when we're three and one. Chip the Ripper, thank you for coming on. Uh, Chip, thank you so much. Seriously. Oh, yeah, bro. Always, ladies, and, ladies and gentlemen, follow at King Chip on the Instagram machine. You're on yeah. Twitter, too. What, what's your Twitter handle? It's the same. At King Chip on Twitter. Check out his music. Check him out on Spotify. Buy his albums. Most uh, under most underrated album artwork of all time, by the way. <laughs> Chip, those cartoons uh, are like my favorite you, artwork of all time. Most, thank you, bro. Most, yeah, that, that's a, that, that's a, that artwork comes from Cleveland, too. A guy, his name is Glenn Infinite. He does Ilti. Now it's all coming yeah. together with EV and, okay, it's all coming together now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's Glenn doing, he does, he did the Cleveland show <laughs> and the gift rap. That's Glenn. We are definitely having you on uh, later this season, um, regardless of the record, because regardless if he likes it or not. He's regardless if he likes it or not. Yeah, right. well, no, I mean, I love it, man. Let's 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 keep it going, man. Friend of the come, show. I need to come check in every now and then, bro. Yeah, and uh, also, as you guys may have heard, forty-five minutes or so or, or so ago, um, Chip is going to start working on the Dogs of War album and. It's gonna be kick ass. <laughs> there is no, there's no Browns. There, you gotta buy low, sell high. Do not wait till after they win the Super Bowl. And regardless, I'm just gonna edit my violin into one of the songs. Like it doesn't matter, like what happens. Like I'll be on this album. So <laughs> yo, yeah, no, let's get, let's get some of that shit on there, man, bro, for real. You heard it here let's first. Do it. Uh, let's do it. Chip, this was an absolute pleasure. Uh, we could talk for hours about a lot of things, but. I think we got enough for one time. We got to keep the listeners waiting because a lot of people want to hear what you got to say about the Browns, everything else. But we got many more episodes after this to let that happen. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh, yeah, bro. I'll be back soon, man. Yeah, we, we got to do another one. All right. Whatever you've been doing the last couple of games, don't start any rituals. Just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, no. My, 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 a buddy of mine is in town and he brought this jersey, so I'm like, you might not be able to leave home with this. Chip's been sitting next to an Odell home 13 jersey the whole interview. Yeah. You guys can't see the video. It's been, it's been right here for like two days. It's been like before and after they won, it hasn't moved. Don't touch it. So maybe, okay, so I asked if you had any uh, don't touch have it. any rituals. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even realize it. I didn't even realize it until right now. So yeah, maybe it shouldn't move at all. Yeah, you just, you just leave that. You just leave him be. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, sir, for coming on. Have a good night. Thank you for having me, man. Go Browns, man. Go Brownies. Good night, Cleveland. Okay, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the track that you probably downloaded from your PC or your Mac. Yes, I'm the main topic in the barbershop chat. Now, you can call me Chip or you can call me Crack. I'm in the comfy condo with every one of your ladies. Now, say hi, girls. Okay, how about this? Once again... Thank you to Chip the Ripper, King Chip, for coming on the Dogs of War podcast. I certainly got a little carried away with my uh, fandom and asked my music questions, but you did, Raleigh. Good. That was uh, Raleigh. That was pretty good. That, that was that was pretty neat. And, and he's coming out again. You heard him say it, and you also heard him say, I think it was plural times that we inspired him to make a Browns hip hop track. And, See, and that's what I. I I need people to understand that when they're listening to this, like it's not just a podcast. It's an inspiration to rappers to make songs about Cleveland. And that's what we do here. Yeah. We're we, chip inspires through magical hip hop. We inspire through this weekly podcast that we've all grown to love and appreciate and demand released on Wednesdays, even though we're certainly going to release it on Thursday at this point, which but we got to, I mean, chip the rip. We visions happen. Magic happened. Uh, anyway, back to uh, other stuff. Uh, a couple weeks ago, last week, whenever it was, we put out a contest that if you put together uh, Brown's lyrics with a Creed, Nickelback, or Smash Mouth song, the winner will get a – we're going to pick the winner and give you a Baker jersey. We have decided – that we were going to give everybody one more week. There's so many good ones, and we thought there were going to be like five entries. There were like 30, and we need to catch up with them and make sure that the correct winner is chosen. And, you know, if you're listening now and you want to throw in a last-second Hail Mary, who knows? Sky's the limit. But with that, should we get into the Muni Lab payphone, Kevin? It's been a very long time. The Muni Lab payphone is stuffed to the brim. 
We're going to pick the best ones. Remember, look at our Twitter, look at the Instagram, the voicemail. The Munilat payphone is always open. The Munilat's closed for the season physically on location. You can always call in from that payphone 24-7. Let's get into it. Let's yeah. go. I'm at a payphone trying to call home all of my change I spent on you. Hey, Dogs of War. I just wanted to call. This is the first time calling. Um, I was I was so happy to see them win this week. When I, I was growing up, and I would always see them score like seven, six points, maybe three points, maybe zero points, and it was cool to see them score almost fifty points. So, I, my score prediction this week for the Colts: Browns sixty-three, Colts six. Let's. Hello. This is John here from Parma, Ohio. I've just got to say my prediction for this week's game is that if the Browns can apply pressure on Phillip Rivers, we're going to turn, make a lot of more turnovers, just like we've been leading the league in turnovers this year. Miles Garrett's going to have two-and-a-half-plus sacks this week and another forced fumble and a Browns win. Eternal glory. Hey, guys, it's Joe here from Leslie, Kentucky. Um, I know a lot of people are worried about losing Chubb, and I get it, but I'm not worried just because, you know, we have Kareem Hunt, who's led the league in rushing in, what, 2018. We have a fantastic offensive line with a great running backs coach, with a great offensive line coach. And, hey, I believe in Kevin Stefanski. All right, guys, thanks. Hey, go Browns, go Dogs of War. Happy about hanging 49 on those stinking Cowboys. Go Browns. Once again, thank you to everyone who called in to the Muni Law payphone. It's been a long time. It won't happen again. We apologize. Uh, this was – I'm going to give us a grade of an A for this episode, Riley. I, I, I dare say possibly an A+. Plus. Who knows? I'm a homer, granted, but what a great week. What a great weekend. What a great day. So, on my honeymoon tomorrow. Yeah, congratulations to you and Kate. You're off to your honeymoon tomorrow. We're three and one. Thanks again to Chip the Rip. Thanks again to all you for listening. We'll see you next week. Good night, Cleveland. Yeah. Chip the Rip. Bitch, I feel good. Don't I look stupendous? My shine is so endless and shit you can do to end this. Even when I'm dead, niggas still gon' butt that chip shit. Coke, white, escalate on cinches for you dipshit. So you won't forget this. Midwest nigga be the coldest. Cleveland is the city where it's hustle or you hopeless. In my closet like a stove, bitch. Only difference is you ain't gon' find this in no stove, bitch. I'm fresher than your whole clique. G-Shock over DC grinding every time you see me. That Louis Vuitton completely now. R.I.P. the act while I'm out here stunting with Kiki. I be riding super tent. I'm a ghost. She never see me. Cause I'm up above. I'm in the clouds. I'm rolling up. I'm looking down. Chip in the house. Y'all stop your breathing. I'm a superhero like Hancock to Cleveland. Hell yeah, that nigga shine on the time. But look at him, you can tell him from the hood. Bitch, I feel good. Hold up, roll up, we just smoke four blunts. And I'm feeling like I should. Bitch, I feel good. Nigga, where the liquor, where the cups, where the ladies, where the sluts? I'm drunk, but bitch, I feel good. And I'ma stay a fresh fly nigga doing everything you would if you could. Bitch, I feel good. Don't I look tremendous? Damn, I feel so splendid. I walk up in your shindig. Higher than the ozone. Damn, I can flow home. Just call me when you want some. I'm out here by my lonesome. Got that big jacket for the winter. Polo v-neck for the summer. I'm a young hood boss. I do what I wanna. If you tryna fuck with me, then you better have some commas. I'll be with them OGs. I'm probably stunting with your father. Problems you don't want to not of my niggas got hella choppers, you gonna need hella dots. And I rep my city proper, probably catch me rockin' Prada, hopping out for helicopter. In the skizza, cutty hand me your shizzle, nigga we gettin' his eye, uh, lookin' for his eye. Yeah, here I go, the nigga who get your income tax, yeah, show, let's go. Hell, you that nigga shine on the time, but look at him, you can tell me from the hood. Bitch, I feel good. Hold up. Oh, love, we just smoke four guns, and I'm feeling like I should.